first uh, part of this year, we're going to be examining the gospel of Matthew here at Clay Church. And uh, we'll talk more about that in the weeks to come, but today we're going to think about Matthew chapter 3 and spend some, some time there. Uh, any FaithWorks kiddos with us today? If you're FaithWorks kiddo under the, you know, fifth grade and younger, if you'd raise your hand. I just, I want you all to know today, um, uh, you received some cool glasses like these in your, uh, in your bags. Uh, do me a favor, turn them on right now. And, uh, and go ahead and put them on. Hang on, that one's playing with my vertigo. All right, I just want you to know, like your parents might, might tell you, oh, those will be distracting. You are welcome to turn on and wear your glasses. I just want you to know that, because uh, it's a celebration, right? It's a new year, and, and we're going to look at Matthew 3 with that, uh, with that lens today. You're welcome to leave yours on. I'm going to take mine off just so I don't trip and fall up here. So uh, when I was in my first job out of college, I uh, lived with nine guys in a, in a three-bedroom condo, three guys to a room, three rooms. Uh, you can imagine we were on top of each other, and, uh, and it was actually a lot of fun. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're all still on speaking terms, at least I'm still on speaking terms with all of them. But one of the, one of the memories that I have from that time is there was a, another guy who worked with us, and we were on the road a lot, we'd travel, but when we were all in town, we'd almost always all go out to dinner. And, uh, and so we get into town, and, and the guy who actually lived in Indianapolis, he would come over, and he'd walk through the condo, because there were three stories to the condo, he'd walk through the condo, and he'd sing this song to get us all ready to go out to dinner. And, uh, and the song went like this, I'm going to invite you to, to sing it with me today. I'm going to sing it first, then I'm going to invite you. It goes like this, it's really simple, you need three words, it's, it. it's just, here we go, and it goes like this, it's, here we go, 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 here we go. Now, I need your help with this part. You got to shout it when it ends. So can you, on the count of three, let's shout, here we go. Are you ready? One, two, three. Here we go. Man, you all are so much better than the first service at Hallering. Well done. Well done. Okay, can you sing it with me? Are you ready to get the tune down? All right, here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go, here we go. Outstanding, you are good. So I took this song and when we had kids, it was a song that I would sing when we were getting ready to go somewhere, to go, go do something. And really for a couple of reasons, and I don't even know if, if the kids remember this. If you ask them about it today, they'll probably just roll their eyes like, yeah, dad sang that silly song. But, um, but it had a purpose. I would sing the song when we were getting ready to go somewhere because one, it would generate a little excitement, like they knew we were going somewhere. And two, because usually that would mean they'd actually put on their coats and put on their shoes and come with me when it was time to go. So we'd sing this Here We Go song in anticipation of the adventure that was coming. I want you to think for a moment of things that you look forward to, things that you would sing Here We Go about, right? And I don't know about you, but, but for me, I think about like we would sing the song as we were headed out for ice cream. We would sing the song as we went out to a movie. We'd sing the song as we went out to a, a favorite restaurant, right? We sang in anticipation of good things ahead. 
In a few moments, we're going to look at a here-we-go moment in the Bible, in the Gospel of Matthew. As we do that, I want your help one more time to, to think about, let me just ask this question. How many of you have seen The Lion King? Yeah, a lot of people have seen The Lion King. It's okay if you, if you haven't seen it. Um, I want you to think for a moment about the opening scenes of The Lion King, if you've seen it. If you haven't seen it, let me just tell you a little bit. What happens is there's this song, The Circle of Life. It's this, this song builds throughout, and, and then the images, you see this, this monkey, his name is Rafiki, and, a, and Rafiki takes a coconut, and he breaks it open, or some kind of fruit, and he breaks it open, and he takes the juice out of it, and he sprinkles it on Simba, a baby lion that's been born, born to the king. And, and then he sprinkles some powder, and Simba sneezes, and it's like the cutest sneeze in movies ever. And then, and then Rafiki takes Simba, and he lifts him up, and the heavens part, and this light comes down, and all the animals who are gathered from everywhere come and bow down to this, to this future king. Now, what you may not know is that Disney borrowed the start of this movie from the Bible. Did you know that? Did you know that this, this scene, this so much of this scene is drawn directly from Scripture. Now, I'm, I'm going to pray in a moment, and then I'm going to read Matthew chapter 3. And for those that have seen The Lion King or have just heard what I just described, I want you to, to just picture in your mind that start to the movie and see if you hear things in this story that remind you of The Lion King. Let's, let's pray. God, as we start this new year, we are thankful to be in your presence and let your word speak to us. May it, may it send us into this new year full of your spirit, full of your direction, full of your hope, and maybe most important, full of your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So here's the story from Matthew chapter 3. In those days, John the Baptist came, preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom has come near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. Rafiki, for you listening for the Lion King. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. And we jump ahead a few verses. And John says to those who are coming, I baptize you with water for repentance. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the shaft with unquenchable fire. Then Jesus came from the Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, 
Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. This story is in all four Gospels. All four accounts of, of Jesus share, share this, which means that those who followed Jesus, they considered this story really important. It's rare that a story appears in all four of the Gospels. When it does, we know it's something that the, the early church wanted to make sure that people knew about, about Jesus. They thought it was vital to understanding who Jesus is. This story actually also takes place in all four Gospels before the Gospels talk about the calling of the other followers. Which, think about that for a moment. What it means is that the followers likely weren't there when this took place. Which means this baptism of Jesus took place in the wilderness and people must have been talking about it. It must have become sort of the, the story that was spreading about Jesus and, and who he was that the followers would later hear after they started following Jesus. Many of, uh, many of you know I, I love superhero stories and, and movies. And uh, every superhero, when you get to know kind of superhero, every superhero has their origin story. Right? It's the story of how they, typically, how they discovered their powers and, and how they sort of began to claim who they were and to use their powers for, for good in the, in the case of superheroes. We might think of this story in the Bible as, as an origin story of Jesus. Right? John the Baptist even sets it up this way. He says, this is it. The moment the kingdom of heaven is coming near. Get ready. Pay attention, because it starts, it starts right here. But then we might ask, like, why did Jesus need to be baptized? He's already the Son of God. Matthew gives the background story of his birth, some different details than Luke, but, but also talks about being named Emmanuel, God with us, that that the wise men came and worshipped him as the, as the king to be. So we, so we already know who, who Jesus is. So, so why baptism? He's going to go on to teach and, and perform miracles. People are going to come to know the power of God within him. So why does, why does Jesus need to be baptized? John the Baptist even says, right in the scripture we heard today, you should be baptizing me, not the other way around. But Jesus insists. And we can't know for certain why. I mean, the Bible doesn't really tell us for certain why Jesus insists on being baptized. But Jesus says this interesting thing about, about th this fulfills righteousness. In other words, it, it makes things right. It puts things in right relationship to, to God. Matthew, in his gospel... He tells this story right after sort of Jesus, um, right after Jesus comes back from, uh, from Egypt with his family and settles in. 
And then there's this gap in Matthew's story. We don't know anything about Jesus' childhood. And then this story comes up. This is the next thing Matthew wants us to know. It's the first story of the adult life of Jesus. The kickoff to help the reader know that, that who Jesus is, and even more important, to hear an invitation to follow him. Right? This is Matthew saying, okay, here we go. Here we go. Do you, do you see who Jesus is? Like the heavens part in this story. Here we go. Do you, do you, do you understand that this is, this is going to be a story about what, what God is doing in your midst? This is going to be a story about Jesus. This is going to be a story that the kingdom of heaven is coming near. It's going to be a story you need to pay attention to because you're going to want to be a part of it. And then there's one more detail in this story that stands out in a way that we shouldn't miss. Before Jesus arrives, John the Baptist says to those gathered, I baptize you with water for repentance. We understand that, right? Baptism by water for repentance. We, we do that here in the church. When we baptize, we talk about being cleansed of our sins and and, and made whole in the love of, of Jesus Christ. But John goes on, he says this, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. John the Baptist, he wants his followers to know Right, to sense what is coming, to look forward to what will happen when Jesus comes. We might think of baptism as John the Baptist talks about it, as, as Matthew describes it in this story. Right, baptism is a here-we-go moment. We think of water as cleansing us from sin in baptism, and that's absolutely true. That's part of, the, of, of baptism but something else happens, something that we shouldn't miss. In the moment that we're baptized, we are claiming that the Holy Spirit is upon us. In the moment we're baptized, we're saying, I know that the Holy Spirit is at work within me. And I want to tune in to what that Holy Spirit is doing and follow where the Holy Spirit leads in fact, if you listen to the prayer that we pray right here at Clay Church, right after we've put the water on, we baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, we lay hands on. Does anybody, anybody know what that next prayer is? The prayer is this. It says, the Holy Spirit work within you. That being baptized through water and the Spirit, you may be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. In our faith, in the Old Testament, God comes to visit us. And then in the birth of Jesus, God comes to be with us. And then through the life and teaching and then gift of the Holy Spirit, God dwells within us. God goes 
to work bringing the kingdom of heaven near through you and, and through me and through all of the followers of Jesus as we live by the guidance of the Holy Spirit within us. So this chapter in Matthew's gospel, it's a here we go moment. It's a, it's a moment of invitation. It's essentially saying to the hearer, to the reader, you know what? You can certainly go on living as though God's kingdom is far away. You can live without hope that anything can change. You can, you can give in to the ways of the world and just figure that's the way it's going to be. You can ignore the Holy Spirit and the, and the longings and the inklings that it, it brings and, and just live day to day without God in your life. Or, Matthew's gospel tells us from the beginning, or our baptism affirms we can accept an invitation from God to be a follower of Jesus and answer each day of our lives, but particularly as a new year begins, and answer and say, here we go. We can pay attention and see that even the bleakest wintry days, and there will be some of those ahead, that by the Holy Spirit we can be empowered in those to see that, that God is still at work. We can follow those inklings and those longings and claim them as the Holy Spirit at work in our lives and, and realize that God is, is leading us to be beacons of light and goodness in our world. We can remember our baptism or accept the invitation to be baptized and realize that the Holy Spirit is at work in every kindness every act of grace, every moment of forgiveness that we offer in the world. Here we go is an invitation today as, as we're going to read the gospel of Matthew together. It's, it's to hear this invitation of God saying, do you know what? My love is changing the world. At Christmas, you just celebrated that God is with you. Emmanuel, God with us. And now I'm inviting you to live out that promise and change the world by the Holy Spirit at work within you. I just, I just invite you, God says, to say yes. To recognize that the kingdom of heaven has come near in Jesus. And then to let the Bible be your God and follow in those, in, be your guide and follow in those teachings to follow in the love of Jesus and let it transform your life and transform the world. I want to invite us as Clay Church to join this movement, to get excited again. I don't know about you, but these, these years through COVID and sort of everything that's happened over the last couple of years, I think in many ways we find ourselves going through the motion sometimes. We found ourselves without hope sometimes. We found ourselves struggling to, to just see the possibility. In some ways, we found ourselves, I think, struggling to just have fun being the church in the world. We've seen that light over the last year in, in mission and ministry at Clay Church. And so I just want to offer us the invitation today to, 
to come back in a couple weeks on June 15th. I mean, come back next week too. Don't, don't hear me wrong. But I want to invite us to come back on January 15th. And on that day, to, to answer this invitation to say, here we go together. Here we go. We imagine that Clay Church is going to transform lives and going to transform our community and going to transform our world. And we get to be a part of that. God's inviting us to be a part of that. And on, on January 15th, we're going to have a Join the Movement, a Celebration Sunday. And maybe for you, it's going to be a Sunday where you're, you're like, you know what? I've never joined Clay Church. I, I don't, I don't, I've never really thought about what joining means, but I've realized that joining is just my commitment to realize that, that I want to do this in a community where, where we're going to hold each other accountable, and we're going to love and support each other and living this out and having fun as the church transforming the world by God's love together. So I, I want to join Clay Church. Or maybe you're, you're a member You've been baptized, and, and you, on January 15th, you're like, I want to remember my baptism. And we're going to have two options for that on the 15th. One, you can come and, and touch the water and, and remember your baptism that day as a way to, to recommit to that vow to let the Holy Spirit move in and through you. Or, if you've never been baptized by immersion and you've always wondered what, what it's like to, to go under the water and come up and be made new in Christ, to feel that moment, um, we're going to have remember your baptism by immersion on that Sunday. So there'll be a hot tub somewhere up here. It'll be warm, I promise, so you won't freeze. You want to bring your swimsuit and your towel, but you'll be able to, to get into the water and go under and come up as, as reliving that commitment of your baptism. And if you haven't been baptized, there'll be an invitation. We already have one baptism, one new baptism that Sunday, an opportunity to do that. You can learn more about all of this and you can sign up at claychurch.com slash baptism Sunday. You can go to the website. You can find the, the link there as well. As we start 2023, I just hope we'll hear God saying, I've got so much ministry ahead. The kingdom of heaven is coming near. And I need you to see that, and I need you to share it with others. Here we go. Join me. Join this ministry of Jesus Christ. Let's transform the world together. Amen. And now I'm going to invite you to lift your glass to God and to God's church. May 2023 be a year where you sense the Spirit moving. May 2023 be a year where Clay Church says, here we go, continues to transform the world with the love of Jesus Christ. May 2023 be a year where your life continues to be transformed. May 2023 be a year with more hope and more joy and more peace and a whole lot more love of Jesus as you share it with each other and as we share it with the world. Here is to God at work, to the Spirit in us in 2023.